This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Forestieri. Here's Hog. Dini! Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Hello and welcome to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. My name is Justin. And I'm Carlos. Oh, he's got Spanish. There's been two games since we last spoke. There's been a home game against Rotherham and a away game against Birmingham City. I can't imagine that this particular part of our podcast is going to be either positive or particularly long, Carl. <laughs> yeah, that's what my wife says about me, to be fair. Hey! Hey! Um, yeah, no, two games. I mean, can we get something out of the way, actually, before we start this? Go on. Do you, is there anything you want to say about the Rotherham game? Anything oh, yes, yes, yes. If you, want to, if you want to have a look at the highlights on uh, the uh, official Watford FC uh, social media after the first goal... Uh, you will see a crowd shot, and then there's a shot of two blokes celebrating. The loony at the back waving and rubbing his arms and waving his arms about is me. Yes, and uh, I, I was delighted to see myself on television at last. At or, or you could just go to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes Facebook or, page where you put it all over it. I did. It was on the story, I think, and uh, yeah, it's on there as well. So, yes, there we go. We'll get that out of the way. I was, I, well, that's, I, that's that game done then, isn't that's it? That, right. There is a really well, to be fair. <laughs> that was the better of the two games, if you ask me. The first half of yeah, the Rotherham no, game was was quite exciting 15 minutes we're 2-0 up you're thinking this is positive this is looking good you know this is and then I think at half time he probably told them they've scored too many goals and they just went back to the sideways passing and it was yeah it was really again we've we don't want to sound cliche or say the same thing but it was it was a game of two halves again and Watford done really well in the first half entertaining football we were pulling these diagonal balls um, across the field, which were causing Rotherham all sorts of problems. I think both goals, actually, you know, the build-up to that were, were those diagonal balls they were. in some way. Yep. Um, so I thought there was a, a, a couple of standout performers uh, in that in that half. 
And then the the, the second half, wow, it's different. The... It was the same team, but just a completely different performance. Yeah, it was bizarre. Now, I, I mean, I want to I want to pinpoint uh, Ingakia in the first half. I thought was different crop class. I thought defensively he was superb. Yeah, and I thought offensively he was as well. I thought he really pushed Sar up the field. Yeah, uh, really for me, he was he's starting to earn his place now. I really agree. starting to earn his place. Yeah, I agree. I thought, and I, and as a you know as a result as well, I was there, which was nice. You were there, which was nice. Um, so we both got to see uh, the team win. But I think as a, as a spectacle, it was all over by 45 minutes, I think, the second half. I can't really remember anything that happened in the second half, to be honest with you. Yeah, there, was not, there wasn't a lot. I mean, the, Rotherham had a couple of opportunities, not real solid opportunities, but a, a couple of ch- chances to get back into the game. And I just think, you know, the same old thing, really, of, of Watford this season. If we're, if we're not careful, we, we are on the... We, we, or should I say, we, we, we could be on the wrong end of a of a drubbing one yeah. day when, when things go wrong. Um, luckily, so far, so good. Rotherham game, as I say, we're, we really moved the ball, zipped it really nicely in the first half, very positive, getting forward. And all, all we have to do, and it's as simple as this, is just carry on that momentum. Mm. There's no reason to change it. At, at, at any point, I can't hear the manager, or I, I, I doubt the manager's going to the players. Right, right, guys, like you've just said, you've scored two goals, that's enough. Mm. Sit back, mm. you know, mm. put your feet up. You know, drop drop off, but that's, that's what how it, felt it looks. Like. That's how it felt. That's how it looks. Yeah, I do. I agree. So, it, it looks that way, and but realistically, they, they they need to just to keep that level of performance the same. Yeah, and yeah. we we wouldn't be having this conversation now. We'd be saying, "What a fantastic performance and comfortable win!" But we're not. We're saying we, it was a two 0 win, but it could have gone the other way, and, and yeah. that's the story of this season, really. There's a lot of comments that are like, you know, and it's it's a fair comment, really, that we are where we are, still in the playoff places. Um. You know, we and if you didn't support Watford, you'd look at that little run of results. You go, you're doing all right. What are you moaning about? You know, you're doing okay. Mm. You're winning games or you're drawing games or whatever. But it's it's the anti-football that we're watching as fans that I'm finding really frustrating. It's almost anti-football. Well, the Birmingham game is a, is a classic oh. example of that, isn't it? I mean, I I sent you that was possibly one of the most boring games I've ever watched. It was dreadful. Um, Dreadful. Possibly. What was Possibly that thing you sent me from Sky, where it sort of said "game kicks oh. off"? <laughs> I've got it. I've got it here. The, so you're exact, to... the exact words I think were absolutely fantastic because it just summed up the first half. Yeah, I've I've got that in front of me. So it, uh, three o'clock, it says kick off Birmingham versus Watford. Fifteen minutes, yellow card for them. Half time, Birmingham <laughs> versus Watford. <laughs> then it goes. Second half begins. And then it goes. Fifty-seven minutes, yellow card. Again, for one of their players. <laughs> 62 minutes, substitution. Yeah. Yeah. And then penalty, Watford. <laughs> That's it. That sums That's the game up. That's Sky that was, Sports. That was the game, though. That's what happened. <laughs> it wasn't Sky yourself. Sports reporting that basically four things happened during 90 minutes and two of those were substitutions. And yellow cards. Oh. That's fantastic. I mean, to be fair to Dini, I think he got into a couple of positions where on another day he would have scored. He had that. Uh, he lobbed it into the keeper's hand, and I saw what he was trying to do. He thought the goalkeeper was going to rush, come th- out to him. But is that the one where he thought he, should... he was offside? I think he was actually no, asking. I don't know. I don't know if he thought he was offside or the keeper was going to come on. and He could have just lobbed it over him, but he's just got to put his laces for it, isn't he? and it's stuff like that. Just, just get it done. Yeah. Um, but that, look, if you want me to, to pick a standout performer in that game, I'm going to struggle. Oh. Honestly, truthfully, maybe the linesman. Yeah, the amount of work <laughs> that he had to do. Maybe. <laughs> 
Oh, it was just another. I mean, it's it's again a late penalty that decides the game. Can't rely on that really as being the source of all of our goals or our victories. We have to be more positive going forward throughout the uh, the remaining eighty nine minutes of a game. Of course. Um, and I can't honestly see where that's going to come from at the moment. There's going to there's going to be people that say at the end of it, and you, and you touched on this a bit ago that uh, you've got to win. You've got three points. Absolutely. Well, you, you moaning? And and we're not moaning. I just want to make that clear. I'm not moaning that we got three points. I'm no. just saying that that game was dreadful. And on mm. and we're we're still at the situation that on another day, you know, Birmingham hit the post in that game. Mm. You go one nil down. You have to then go and chase the game. Mm. The whole thing becomes a different a different environment and a difference it, it changes everything so we we, we do um we do skate on thin ice shall we say well. for, through certain periods of, of these games so we've got three games coming up we've got brentford on tuesday uh then we've got huddersfield away and then we've got norwich on boxing day boxing day yeah so potentially quite tough games particularly i would suspect the norwich game on boxing day yeah i mean the only thing i would say i don't know if you saw the results and i don't like to look at other teams but um and this is kind of where we're we're maybe pitching ourselves um bournemouth dispatched huddersfield town yeah i mean handsomely yesterday royally yeah yeah, so it, you just look at look in and around where you are in the league at this this time of the year, and at, at the end of the day, after Christmas, that's kind of where you want to pitch yourself, where you want to be. Mm. Um, and if Bournemouth are smashing teams five nils and and so forth, they're going to be the team straight. Norwich are, are just starting to creep away ever so slightly. Yeah, uh, although it was a poor performance, it could actually end up being a very big result yesterday yeah. because. Those three points were, were, were crucial. I'd, I'd like to ask you one thing, Justin, if you don't mind. Go on. January is fast approaching. It is. Where do we need to strengthen? Where is... Where is? I'm not saying they give me players that we need to bring in, but where do we need to fill in gaps? I mean, bearing in mind that there's still... January, I, I still fear that we're probably going to lose a couple now. Capu, for instance... You Will think, Hughes, I hope so. I'm wrong. You think I so? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I hope I'm wrong. But I think even players like Saar and stuff like that, they, they could easily be up for up for grabs in January. And well, that's... Certainly, if Saar goes, we're going to need someone to be a, a attacking right midfielder, without doubt, because yeah. we haven't got that other than Saar that I can see. I guess Glenn Murray might be going back to Brighton or I, somewhere well, else. Yeah, I can't see him sticking around. Um, so our striking options are Pericha, Dini, Jao Pedro... Dare I say grey? Um, so success, success. Well, maybe we'll be all right up front, but you see, only one of those really is a proven goal scorer for Watford. Preach had done well when he came on yesterday, and he, he showed a turn of pace for the. I totally for the agree. I was, no, yeah. I, I totally agree, but he's still at the moment untested, largely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, our striking options still look a little bit untested. Um, and if you think Kapu's going to go, then we may need somebody else in that midfield role. Um, unless we're going to have a uh, Will Hughes that's always fit, and then, you know, unless we're always going to have a Keenan that's always fit or whatever. Where do you think we need to be strengthening in January? I'd like to see us bring in a left back. Are we assuming that Messina isn't anywhere near? Yeah, but even even with Messina, I mean, with the greatest respect to him, he's he's probably a good couple of months from being anywhere near where he needs to be. Right. And by that time, the league will be in a different position to what it is now. So I think we need yeah. somebody that can come in. Left. But I mean, I was a big fan of Ghana when he came in. Uh, I thought the last couple of games, he's been really poor. Yeah, I agree. Not shown... He's only um, he's only on loan now, isn't he? So yeah, not not showing what 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 he can be, but mm. that's that you know you got to take your opportunities when you're on loan, and yep. I don't know, I, I I don't necessarily want to go 
for a lone player because you're in the championship, I'd rather sign a player or players that, that the manager can take forward, mm. um, you know, into next season. So yeah. I think it, it's a time to build January. That's that's for me. It's, it's time to build and, and push the squad forward. I'm struggling to think when we've ever really done anything major in January. Nathan Ellington. I'm struggling to think when we've ever done anything. <laughs> If that's the best you've got, Carl, we're in trouble, mate. We're in Ellington. Wow. Yeah, do you remember when he came in? Everyone was like buzzing. Oh, what we've got? Because he scored goals at West Brom. I don't care what anyone says. He scored bags of goals at West Brom. He did. And he just, we just got this. I mean, West Brom fans still. on social media, still talk about that. It's the best best bit of business they ever did. And then with the greatest respect to them, they've also done us, I think, a little bit on uh, Dawson yes. as well. Well, we got, got Foster. To... Yeah, Fozzie. Oh, yeah, I'll that, take that, Foster, but yeah, Dawson, that wasn't great sign. And, and they had Paul Robinson off us, didn't they, West Brom? Robbo was there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Beginning to not but, like West Brom um, very much. <laughs> yeah, January, we do, do we... Yeah, I struggle. Maybe that's maybe that's a question to... Delefeo, maybe. Was he a January... Loney signing. I seem to remember his first game was sort of a February kind of match, so maybe Delafeo. But yeah, January. I don't ever recall us being massively active. successful. Well, <laughs> not if you're going to quote Nathan Ellington as a shining example, Carl. What are you yeah, he's big, he was big money though, wasn't he? he when was he came three, in, three he million was... quid, I think, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, he was big million? money at the time, and I, I just remember it being like, wow, we've actually gone and done something there, but mm. all we done was spend three million quid. <laughs> so we we did. didn't have exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, that was just a bizarre signing. No. Marvellous bit of business. Well done, Boothroyd. <laughs> well done, Graham Simpson. Whoever so, was in charge at the yeah, time. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, I don't know. It's um, it's it's an open-ended question, really. I mean, where where do we have to strengthen? There's probably two or three players that need to come in mm. um, to to help us push on if we if we really want automatic promotion mm. to help us push on for for automatic. Um, failing that, if if not, then dare I say it, it's it's a chance to build and and really take the league on next season. Do not scratch your eyes. In other news, uh, I've seen that we might be having Mr. Craig Dawson return to us. Well, what are your thoughts on Craig Dawson? I know what my thoughts on Craig Dawson are. I mean, do you want my honest opinion about this? Oh, we have to have honest opinions on this podcast, mate. Okay, right. Craig Dawson uh, did very well for us in a really difficult season last year. You know, we still got relegated. There's still a lot of players in that in our squad this season that have stayed with us essentially for the battle, for the fight, for the let's go again. Yeah. Craig Dawson, at the first sight of any problems, decided... Do you know what? I don't fancy it. I'm a bigger, better player than Watford FC and so forth and tossed off to West Ham. Okay, he's played nothing for West Ham. He did exactly the same at West Brom. And when the Baggies fans were having to go at us about the fact that, you know, he'd come to us and he was a bit of a charlatan and just wanted to get the money as soon, you know, as quickly as he could. I was like, no, 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 no. You know, he's a good defender because he scored goals against us. I always remember Craig Dawson scoring goals against us set pieces and so forth and he scored goals for us now so I, w- I want to make a point that he he's done a done a job but have some respect for yourself have some dignity about how you conduct yourself and go about your business because the way that he acts it's like having Neymar in our squad or in our midst because he thinks he's this 
big, you know, he thinks he's Virgil van Dijk. You are more charitable than me about Craig Dawson. Mate, I can't deal with him. You Honestly, are more charitable. You've been, well, you've actually been really quite kind about him. Let's look at the facts. Relegated with West Brom. Relegated with Watford. Yes, he popped up with a couple of uh, goals. Were they? Did they make any difference to our season? No. I thought as uh, a player, he was dreadful. I didn't think he looked particularly good. I don't didn't see any real qualities in him at all. Yeah, he popped up with a couple of goals towards the end of the season, but I really didn't see anything in Craig Dawson whatsoever. And the fact that he, like you said tossed off to West Ham I can't see even where he'd fit into the team now to be honest with you we've got enough centre-backs I, to be honest I hope he doesn't get a chance at the, uh, in the team and, and and what I mean by this is when we're talking about attitudes and certain players' attitudes in the club there's a certain Mr Grey that pops up every now and again and we're not talking about the uh, the book and the film that my wife really likes <laughs> we're talking yeah we're no. talking about we're no. talking about Andre and, and, his, and his attitude and his his demeanour towards the club and how he plays. Craig Dawson's no better, mate. And, no, I and I and I mean this on a on a on a on a on a term of not what Andre Gray has done outside of football in the sense of breaking the rules of of COVID. I talk about twice being twice. Twice. Yes. We'll come to that. We'll come to that in a second. Then <laughs> I talk about having uh having the decency to have some pride. And some some values in the shirt that you wear, mm. and the and the and the people that are paying your wages, and the fans that are turning up. All right, granted, last season is different, but the fans of the club and the, the guys got, as far as I can see, the guys got no respect for anything, anyone no. in in a, a a club situation. He just wants to make as much money as quickly as he can do, and then sod off to the next thing. And I'm and I'm glad he hasn't gone to West Ham and done well. And that's not in a sense of I, I wish him personally anything injustice. I just I, it just shows that he, he's a he's a certain level player. Mm. He's not going to go above and beyond and do great things. He, he, is he a good centre back? Yeah, probably he is. But his attitude and his personality and his demeanour mm. bother me a lot. They they bother me more than his ability. Yeah, I mean, you say is he a good centre back? I you know. I didn't really. I didn't actually think he was all that, to be honest with you. Last season, I think he played. I, a, well, I, I, I just remember saying to the guy next to me, you know, every time he made a mistake, I said, "Look, it's Dawson again, it's Dawson again." I don't ever remember yeah. thinking. I don't ever remember saying to the guy next to me, "Oh, he done all right there." It was always Dawson was at fault for something quite key that I was like, Ugh. "Yeah." He tried to play those passes along the deck, didn't he? Where it, he would get the ball from Foster, turn, and then try and spray something into the midfield, and he would always give the ball away. He did, and he went for he went for about three months of that. To be fair, he did. And you can't uh, have that. You can't have that in the Prem. You, you can't no. have that in the Championship. And you certainly can't have it in a player who has got this belief that he's playing at a higher ability than he clearly is. I just, I don't see any merit in having him back. I mean, I suppose if the loan period ends, he's going to come back to us. What does he bring to the squad? What does it, what sort of? And I'm talking about morale. Now and I'm talking about not not play not ability forget ability I'm talking about what does he bring to that squad in January that we need now to push on I wouldn't have a clue I wouldn't have a clue I, 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 could, I can tell you Go it's on. the square root it's the square root of sod all yeah I think you're right I don't that's, think he's going to bring that's anything. what he brings he he brings nothing to that squad now because. Mm. With with the greatest respect, we've got some really good young players that mm. deserve a chance over someone like Craig Dawson. I agree. I agree. I don't. S- I'll give him. You know, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't. I'd, I would phone up. It, it, this is how. This is how passionate I am. I would phone up Nyron Nosworthy. Nyron, a- I know you haven't played for a few years. <laughs> There's a name, but yeah. come in, come in and because pl- when Nyron Nosworthy came in, fantastic. Yeah. Years ago, guys, remember that yeah. when we were really, really rock bottom. Yeah. 
you know, and that's the sort of players that you want. You want someone that fights for the shirt, fights for the number, wants to play. Mm. And do you see that from Craig Dawson? It's not him, is it? That's not Craig Dawson at all. It's not him. No. He's not a fighter. He's not a battler. He's not a, you know, no. that's not what we need to get out of this division. And, and with the greatest respect, the sooner the, the, the club can move him on, in, in my opinion, the better. How long is his contract, you know? Because only, he's only with us for one season, wasn't he? He must have had a lock of three season deal. I think I guess. he's got. I think he's got to the end of this. To the end of this season, I don't think it's the two season above deal beyond that. And oh, okay. yeah, and, and you know, look, if he sits on the bench or rocks in the uh, in the reserves, I'm, that's no. That's yeah, no me too. I just, I just don't welcome his return. I just don't think it's going to make any difference to us as a squad at all. Just don't see it really. <laughs> speak about Mr Andre again we do I know you don't like doing it but we need to <laughs> I don't I mean the thing is he's broken the Covid rules twice now what, what, whatever you think about the Covid rules you know we've all got opinions about the Covid rules and we probably have all got ways of breaking them or not strictly sticking to them or whatever it might be but he is a high profile person he's playing for a championship football team okay and he's broken the rules twice now both times he said sorry more because he got caught rather than from the actual act. His fine was, I can't even remember, it was £200, was it, or something? It, it, I mean, it's a drop in the ocean to what to a bloke his being, worth is. Yeah, to a bloke who's being paid reportedly somewhere between fifty and £80,000 a week. Let's, let's not forget, as we've always said, he's not the most famous person in his house as well. So that's, that's very true. They've got true. quite a decent bank ba- balance in that house. Yeah, they've got some money coming in every month. I just think that there has to be a stand taken by the club. And there was a, there was a social media post a few days ago saying Andre Gray is obviously taken the knock that he got a few games ago and he's now back in training. Has he atoned for the the, the break of the COVID rules? I, I don't know. Is the club ever going to take a stand on this? Because we find out that two players didn't play yesterday for testing positive. Did yeah. Andre Gray infect? We, we'll never know. We'll never know if Andre Gray infected them. But if you've got players that are deliberately breaking COVID rules and then you see players that aren't playing because they've tested positive for COVID, that's got to be a worse situation if no players are breaking the rules and they're testing yeah. Yeah, Whatever I think of him as a man, not very much. Whatever I think of him as a player, even less. The fact that he's now gone and done this, I don't think he should put the shirt on again. You know, his attitude is wrong and the, the, the whole way that he carries himself is, is not befitting, if you want, to a player that we want to see at our club. Now, look, I don't know the guy from Adam. I, you know, I, but we I have to judge all of the players the same. The... Well, but we have to judge all the players yeah, the same exactly. from, from what we see yeah, as course. fans and what we read. We of can't... course. And everyone's got, everyone's got to be on a level playing field. Everyone's got to be given their own fair assessment and and you know that that's fine and I I completely agree with that but Andre's done nothing in the time that he's been at the club to suggest that he's even interested that he wants to be here that he's battling with the rest of the guys that want to achieve something and it there comes a point where we have to look at it and go enough's enough Mm. you know and we've had players in the past where we say we don't want them to wear the shirt again Mm. and I think I'm I'm completely on on side with you with regards to that I think that the guy's ethics and the and the the person that he is whatever guy I don't know him so I can't judge him but from the outside looking in Mm. I I don't want him to be at the club because I don't think he brings the right stuff in it. And, and I'm talking overall. I'm talking about goals. I'm talking about being the player is. I'm talking so about being the person. All, he is. all showing any kind of remorse for what he's done. So I mean, there yeah. are other players. 
Marlon King, you know, bad boy. Yeah, yeah there you go. And I was going to say Marlon. Troy Deeney. I was going to say Marlon. Yeah, bad yeah, yeah. boy. You know, they, they yeah. did things much worse than breaking COVID yeah. rules. They did Troy things. Troy Deeney was in prison. Justin. Troy Deeney was prison. in prison. But he was sorry for what he did. He came out. He's been a solid player, <laughs> you know. And you and I both included him last podcast as one of our top five players ever yeah because of what he's done for the club he's done stuff that is is legendary and he's he's he said sorry he'll talk about it as well he won't ever brush that aside if you ever i've read interview after interview about you know i did wrong i've done my time in prison he talks about his time in prison whatever andre gray breaks the rules twice He'll do it again, I'm sure. He probably won't be so silly as to get caught again. He'll probably ask everyone to leave their mobile phones in a tray as they enter his house. Yeah. Um, but he he doesn't really seem to be sorry for what he's doing. You might let him off if he was a top player. You might. You might just say, well, as a fan, you might say, well, look, yeah, but, you know, remember those goals he scored and remember how good he's been for the club and he's been a great servant and he's done a lot for the community. He's done none of that. And as far as I'm concerned, get out of the club. I just I don't even want anything I'd, to do with you. I'd let him off. I'd let what just going back to what you just said there. I'd let him off if he said just came out a statement, Twitter, whatever, and said sorry. And mm. there was something about it that you actually felt was had a little bit of truth to it and a little bit of heart to it. Mm. And go, okay, he, he's he's senior. People make mistakes. I know yeah. once is a mistake, twice you're an idiot. Mm. But people make mistakes, and throughout doesn't forget football whatever people make mistakes yeah, you know, yeah. in, in, it's human nature so that that's fine but for to, for the club one not to say anything because yep. it's been dusted over yep. and two for andre not to say anything is in my opinion a blatant disregard for the rules yeah and 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 the rules are and let's let's i don't want to i don't want to make something out of nothing here i don't want to make, make a mountain out of a molehill but COVID is killing people, hmm. yeah? Hmm. And until you've experienced that or until you've met somebody that's lost someone from COVID, you've got no idea what this is about. And and for somebody in Andre Gray's position who has money, he has wealth, he has nothing to worry about, hmm. I think is a, is a disgrace. It's an absolute disgrace that he's been allowed to carry on with no retribution whatsoever about the whole the whole situation. But even this week, there's been other examples. So this week, Kay Burley on Sky, she had yeah. a birthday party. Gone. She's six got months. Six yeah. months. Beth Rigby, who was at that party, I think, three months. Um, chances are that their contracts are going to run yeah. out, I guess, at some point, and they're probably yeah. not going to be renewed. Sky have made a stand on that, but Watford have just gone, oh, well, you know, Andre says he's sorry, so he's back in training, look, everyone. He's shaking his injury yeah. off, and it's smoke and mirrors. It's almost like, you know, forget that. Look, but he's back in training. And uh, as I say, if he was one of these players that we couldn't live without, we'd go, oh, brilliant, Andre's back. But we can. Just get rid of him. I, I don't care how long he's got left on his contract. We've always got Isaac's success. I don't care how long he's got left on his contract. <laughs> 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 Isaac's success. I'm not talking about this guy again, that surname. So, yeah, I just I just don't care. And, and don't forget the January window's coming up as well. So if we do need Listen, to... Listen, I hope, I hope, I hope Isaac's success gets one game he gets one game and he goes on and scores a hat-trick in that one game. Mate, I will and be everyone the... goes, oh, actually, do you know what? I will be the first to applaud him. But he's got to stay on his feet first, Carl. He can't do that, sat on his ass on the pitch. Yeah, there is that. Well, he's got to, just, he's got to swap ice skates for football boots. That's exactly what Put he's got. football boots on, he'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Get some studs in, son. That's what, we, uh, that's what we were taught at school. Get some studs in, you'll be all right. Do not scratch your eyes! Uh, in your text messages to me over the last few days, you've sent me something rather peculiar. You've sent me a picture of a false leg with a Watford yes. 
logo on it and SAR 23. Yes, I did. I did. What um, on earth is this all about? Tell me what this is all so, about. So to put some perspective in it, so uh, a good friend of the podcast, Jason Grace, who's um, sent us a few questions a few times now. Believe it or not, for the people that don't know, he has one leg. Won't go into details. He tells me it's a shark attack. Right. That's fine. So essentially what he's done is he's got a company to specifically make a um, a shrouding for the for the top half of his prosthetic leg with SAR and SAR's number. Um, added to that, just to put a little bit of background to it, his his sister um, works for the club. So she's um, she does the part of the cleaning program at the uh, training grounds, and she, and she also looks after certain players. Right within the club, you know, in their housing and, and, and so forth. Right. So I said to Jason, I said, mate, you have to get Islamasar to sign that, you know, plastic that you've added to your prosthetic <laughs> leg. I mean, these things, these things aren't cheap, by the way. They, no. I've seen how these work up, up close. They're thousands and thousands of pounds. They're expensive bits of kit. I assume you, know, you have the, to have it specially made as well, tailor-made. Yeah, yeah, your... yeah. The, 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 the stuff that goes into it is, is incredible. I mean, it's the stuff, essentially, it's on space rockets. Oh, okay. You know, titan- okay. Like yep. titanium kind yep. of alloy. So, But the shrouding around the top is, you know, basically to, uh, I guess, mimic a thigh, you know, if it's if it's in a pair of trousers or, or, or whatever. But right. um, So I said to him, you have to get SAR to sign this. It's without doubt the most random thing that man is ever going to sign in his life. He's never, ever going to sign another one of those. Yeah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have when thought. Someone's going to hand him a prosthetic leg and go, sign that for me, please. <laughs> That's fantastic. I've seen it. It's 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 great. It looks really it's good. Quality, yeah, it's really, it's really, really good. good. Really good quality, yeah. So with that in mind, uh, we asked uh, the most random thing you've ever asked a Watford uh, player to sign. We've got a couple of answers here. Kit Big Daddy Smith. <laughs> He, he says Jason Solomon. Now there's a name from the past, Jason wow. Solomon. He put his prints on my English book. I think that means he signed it. Uh, as I saw him buying a Mars bar in a newsagent next to our old training ground, I got a detention because my English teacher had never heard of Jason Solomon. Wow, <laughs> Jason wow. Solomon. And I said to him, "That's going back a bit, Jason Solomon." Uh, and he says, "I was praying for Furlong or Dyer, but Solomon yeah. had to do." even if he looked at me as if I really wanted an autograph. Uh, and we had another uh, reply, which just, I, I could not have expected this at all. First of all, the person who replied is called Michael, and I hope I get your surname right here, Lert Sema. And he lives in Muang Rayong in Thailand. Okay, so we're reaching out. We're reaching out now on this podcast. Go on the Thailand. <laughs> Come on the Thailand. Wow. And he says, A.D. Boothroyd signed a broken seat for me from the stadium uh, for a, a friend's 21st birthday present, okay? Doesn't end there. 35 okay. years old now, and it still sits pride of place above his toilet. Fantastic. So someone, that? someone has got a broken seat from the stadium signed by A.D. Boothroyd above their toilet. Who wouldn't want that? That is fantastic. Isn't that, that fantastic? And, and the reply came from Thailand. So that is just brilliant. That's That certainly made my day when I saw that. Thank you, Michael, for that. And thank you as well, Kit Big Daddy Smith. Uh, I hope you've still got your English book that was signed by Jason Solomon. If you haven't, then... Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. You, de- you deserve a detention if you haven't still got that. Exactly right. Yes, yes. He's never heard of Jason Solomon. What a philistine your uh, English teacher was. <laughs> 
Nice. Well, I've, I've got one to add to this. Go on. Okay, so I've, I've got to paint a picture a little bit. So uh, I used to live on St. James Road, which for anyone that knows the geography around Vicarage Road, is literally just off Vicarage Road. Yes. So they, there's an old exhaust garage and you go down there. So I used to live off there. Now, through the years, um, they they started adding parking permits. You had to have a permit to park in St. James Road during match days and so forth. Yeah. So when Watford became a little bit successful, we, the, the parking permits came in and my dad uh, for whatever reason didn't get a, a parking permit in time for a match day got a parking ticket gave it to me and said look can you do me a favour it was uh, during the summer holidays so so can you do me a favour can you go up to the parking shop on Market oh, Street oh Market Street and, yeah I know what yeah, that is yeah yeah, yeah. And, pay, yeah. and pay the fine yeah so before that uh, we met up with my mates and we went up to the uh, to the Watford shop which which then was right underneath the Vicarage Road stand where you find the bakery now Yes, I remember that well as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So sat in there. Yeah. So we're standing in there and walks in our brand new signing, Mark Williams. Mark Williams. Williams? I do remember Mark Williams. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Mark Williams walks in. The biggest calf muscles I've ever seen on a human being. Right. They were huge. He had had shorts on, I assume. Yeah, huge (laughs) things. Anyway, so he walks in and he's buying stuff for his own kids and and whatever. And I said to him, oh, can you you sign something for me? And he went, yeah, what have you got? So I reached into my pocket and all I had was the parking ticket. was the parking ticket. <laughs> yeah. So I got him to sign the parking ticket, which I then had to take to the parking shop in Market Street, pay the fine, and then beg to have the ticket back. Because it's been autographed by so Mark Williams. So that I could keep the, yeah, keep the autograph. Oh, yeah. fantastic. Fantastic. That's really good. That's got to be more random. Because he said to me, he said, what, what's this? I went, oh, it's a parking ticket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet you've not signed one of these before. That's brilliant. Yeah. That's three completely... Sign that, mate. Utterly random things. <laughs> My brother once um, knew that I really, really liked Richard Johnson. Uh, he was walking down Vicarage Road, and as he was getting to the corner between the MOT garage and Vicarage Road, Jono was coming out in a Z3. Uh, this is going back to yeah. probably 97 or something. And my brother literally stood in front of Jono's car. So Jono's wound the window down, and he's gone, Jono, my brother thinks you're great. He thinks you're Watford's greatest player. Would you sign something for him? And he said, yeah, sure. And my brother, all he had in him was a, like a tube ticket. So I've actually got a signed <laughs> Richard Johnson tube ticket that he gave to me. He said, look, Jono's just signed that for us. I was like, oh, fantastic. We've all got some random things, but I think possibly an artificial leg could be the most obscure. I don't think well, anybody else I mean, is ever going to sign it's not. It's not signed yet. So what I've said to Jason is as soon as it's signed, mm. obviously send us a picture and we'll put it on the... Uh, the the social media thing because it's uh, listen i don't care who you are what footballer whatever there isn't many footballers in in any league or era that have signed an artificial leg i don't think so especially that's got their (laughs) name and number on it and the club's crest (laughs) it's so random it's totally random I can't think yeah. of, I can't think of anybody else who's ever done that. That's brilliant. Yeah. What a what a piece of memorabilia that is. And you're gonna be wearing it every day as well. It's brilliant. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So we are going to be talking to Nick Wright uh, within the next day, which is quite exciting. Yes. And that will go out probably towards the end of the week. So look out for that. A special 
uh, Nick Wright podcast. Um, and as I say, we've got three games, so um, we will then probably catch up with the next two next week, I imagine. We will. We will. Christmas is always a difficult time, but well, I'm sure we'll, uh, yeah, we'll squeeze in. one in there. We'll fit it in somehow. Don't worry. Yeah, Don't we'll worry. get it. I'll, I'll come around Christmas Day, mate. We'll do it live. We'll record <laughs> yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, that'll go down well. <laughs> Uh, so yeah I think that's it for now so until next time uh, look after yourselves everybody enjoy the football and uh, see you later see you later guys all the best you wolves ta Sports Social Podcast Network Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy How does it work? You pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Didn't get your picks in before the game started? No problem. You can get in the game for the second half. Sign up today using promo code FOOTBALL and get your first deposit instantly matched up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com or download the mobile app and enter code FOOTBALL to get your deposit match. Some restrictions do apply. See the website for details. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.